3: Oh, but I like that song. I want to hear it play. You know, I'm thinking about uh, how many of my friends are teasing me because of that intro, but I don't care because it's all true, to be quite frank with you. And the most thing that is true is how proud I am to be an American, how proud I am to come from a country that embraced the Enlightenment. And I think through that lens, through that perspective, is how I look at every news story. And I used to uh, love the idea that we were in a republic, right, that the citizen, the individual had the rights and that the government was supposed to represent him, not rule him. Yet every single story is about how the government can take away those unalienable rights, can bastardize all of our civil liberties and use them against us in the name of our own good. We've we've really seen it um, since covid hit. But the Biden administration today, the Supreme Court is hearing a case, the Biden administration urges the Supreme Court to let cops enter homes and seize guns without warrants. Now, this is a particularly funny case to me, and I'll tell you why. This is the administration that wants to weaken the police and their ability to implement law. In neighborhoods against different areas where there are, is turmoil, where they have an uprising, where they seize parts of the state, of the city, and they, they make it their own little country. There the police cannot go. But here, in, in this case, if they think that there's guns in the house, the amendments, the Bill of Rights, none of that applies anymore. All you need is suspicion. And see, this was my concern when here in Illinois we had seven foot of stupid in the office, Bruce Rounier. And he signed the red flag laws, which basically said if they, there was information you were unstable or you were a threat, they could take your Second Amendment rights and they could take the Fourth Amendment rights of, of, of illegal search and seizure. And they could throw that on the wayside and say, no, 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 we're helping him. Number one, they're always helping me. And number two, we're helping the neighbors. So therefore, all bets are off. And that particular citizen, through an accusation, loses his rights. His civil liberties are put on the sideline because he's been accused. And that really took steam because Republicans, Democrats, they all agreed with that. So it's been painfully obvious for those of us that like that old fashioned idea that we are in a republic and we have certain unalienable rights and that we as citizens must be honored for our individual status as as, as an American. That is so passe, brother. You might as well be walking around one of those straw hats on like those old movies about the depression. That's how old fashioned those thoughts are, because one of the things that's obvious and has been obvious for me is they like when I say they, I mean the government, which is full of politicians who've never done anything in, in, in real life. The same people who walk around with Secret Service protection and a security team are the ones that want to strip you of your rights to protect yourself and your family and moreover, your rights. So this has been something that's been on the forefront for decades. This isn't something new. And this has bipartisan support, whether it's the flaccid Republicans like Bruce Raunier and Adam Kinzinger, or it's the neo-Marxists pretending to be old men like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris the goal is always to mimic countries that have in in place a system of government at the top and you in servitude at the bottom now the favorite one they always use scandinavia but the favorite one is our neighbor to the north so i was reminded when i was reading the stories today of what happened t- 10 months ago in 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 canada and i want you to hear today we are closing the market for military grade assault weapons in Canada. We are banning 1,500 models and variants of these firearms by way of regulations. These weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only,
1: to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of
3: time. I always like when uh, the dictators have the monotone voice. I particularly like when they're young and they've never done anything, but you know they have good hair. At least they get to deliver the totalitarian dictate in a nice monotone voice to let you know that you're you're banned from from guns and we're going to decide how you get to turn them in. He goes on to uh, to say that you have two years to you could turn them in, and they're going to incentivize them. They're going to buy them back from you. So you know you, what's the big deal, right? And that's very similar to what. The Democrats want to do now, this particular case uses an argument between a husband and wife. Where the husband put an empty gun on the table, left arguing with his wife for three hours and said, why don't you put me out of my own misery? She leaves the house. She calls him the next day. He doesn't answer the phone. She calls the police. Police tell him, go get yourself checked out at the hospital. And when they do, the police grab his guns without a warrant, without anything. When they asked him, um, you know, how did you take the guns? He came back. He wanted his guns back. They said, no, no, no. There's an old-fashioned rule of community caretakers. So we're community caretakers, and we're taking care of the community. And it got me to thinking about how collectivism in general is used as the excuse against the individual and how this is really the argument we're having at every level of abuse of the individual, how we're being pushed into categories based on race, based on religion, based on national origin. And how it's working. See, the beauty of of being born in the 60s is it never worked up until very, very recently. We had more character up until very, very recently. And the character came from a certain dignity Americans had. Now, if you talk to Canadians and you talk to Europeans, it was considered arrogance. But I don't view it as arrogance. I view it as dignity. When When you are born in a country that is has promises, has laws in place to treat you equally before the law in theory. When that country guarantees that you as a a living, breathing individual have certain unalienable rights that the government cannot cross the line to turn you into a slave, you have that certain dignity. But now we live in a world where that's been taken away oftentimes for our own good. I mean, if you listen to the gun grabbers, if you listen to them, it's clearly for our own good. If only this 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 young man who killed the people in this strip mall or the shopping center. And we don't know why. We don't know why he drove 20 miles. It was reported that he was he was a white man. Right. Because the white man is the one who does all the shootings. It was tried to be balkanized into race so you could demonize certain race. You can demonize certain income levels. That's the weapon of choice, because once that's done, the individuals don't have the right to their own life. It's being done on every level at every front. And the problem is nowadays it wins. And nowadays the people that look reasonable are the Trudeaus, are the Bidens, are the people who have managed to navigate that sewer of politics, managed to have prostituted themselves, managed to have represented themselves as superior to us without really ever living among us. I think the hardest part I have about this entire thing that's happening is that these politicians don't really live among us. These people who are trying to strip us of our of our guns, of our Second Amendment, they're never in danger. They create these little these little ghettos of of their utopia like Chicago. They're not in danger. These politicians travel with security guards. These politicians don't live to the rules they cast upon us. And that brings me to the realization we're really not in that position we think we are. That dignity we had as Americans, it was a false sense of security that really never existed. Because as we've talked about, Joe Biden takes an oath to uphold the Constitution and immediately turns around to undermine it, every single amendment, every single right. So I've got a question for you. All right. And it's really a two part question. I know I'm only supposed to ask one, but that's all right. We're going to ask two. If you're a police officer, I want to know what your thoughts are. When it comes to the idea of the Fourth Amendment, should you, you know, and I understand there's police officers that are kind of handcuffed by law, right? It's difficult to to police a country where the citizens have rights. I think it's beautiful when the citizens don't have to be afraid of police. But I want to hear from two people. I want to hear from the police, right? If you are a police officer, what are your thoughts? And I want to know if you're a gun owner. How would you react to a law like this where you have basically, in essence, lost the Fourth Amendment? And you can be convicted by an accusation. All somebody needs to do now, or after, we'll see how this comes out. But even now, with the red flag laws in place right here in Illinois, all somebody has to do is say, yeah, I was talking to him. He didn't seem too stable to me. I'm concerned for his health. I want to know how you would react. If you're a gun owner, I want to know how the police would react. 312-642-5600. I'm going to go to break. I'll take your calls when we get back. I'm a big Fleetwood Mac. Love it. This music is phenomenal. That's Johnny Rocket, ladies and gentlemen. Thank him. He's the uh, DJ for my talk show. Year to date in Chicago, total. This is the year to date. We're not in April yet. Six hundred and forty-four shot. What are the gun laws in Chicago? I mean, it's not funny, but it's ironic. It's ridiculous. Hey, I got an idea. Let's take the philosophies that have turned major cities into hellholes, into ghettos, into food deserts, into hopeless bastions of welfare. And let's take that philosophy and move it in charge of the whole country. It should come out swimmingly. All right. I asked you to call. You called. I got two open lines. 312-642-5600. Let's go to the phones. Jim. How are you, Jim?
2: Hey, buddy. How are you? Wonderful. Hey, you know, I left the police department in 2007 and it was probably the best thing I ever did because doing it being a cop today, has gotta be the toughest job in the world. You got politicians telling you one thing, you got citizens telling you, I I can guarantee you if any politician had told me back when I was still working that you're going to enter a house without a warrant and you're going to take somebody's guns. I'd have told that politician to stick it up as you know what.
3: Well, Jim, at least you give us hope. You give us hope. That's what we're relying on is the individual policemen who understand the importance of the civil liberties of the citizens. But, Jim, you know full well how many other policemen could give a rip about that. I mean, there's a lot of followers uh, out there.
2: uh, Yeah, but I'd be willing to bet in Chicago... Eighty yeah. percent.
3: All right, good. I know there's one. I got enough you there. Thank you, Jim, for the call. I really p- appreciate the perspective, and that's why he went first. Police will go to the top of the line because that's what I have to rely on right now. I can't rely on the laws. I can't rely on the Constitution. It's been completely undermined and totally bastardized by politicians who swore to uphold it. The irony is laughable. But at least the girl who told me this from the White House looks like a barista. She's got pink hair and she's dressed in a man suit, which I guess is all the rage. I'll have an iced Trenta coffee, honey and take away my rights. Rick, Downers Grove. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Splendid. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a gun collector, and uh, you know, I, I play by the rules. I got
2: my Freud cut, I got my CNR license, I keep my records, and I do everything above board and by the rules. I don't understand why when something happens, the law-abiding are the ones that get trashed, and they let these felons that have guns, gangbangers with guns, they don't do
3: anything about those people. Those laws don't affect them at all. And I am not going to give up any of my guns. I got them legally. I, I store them correctly, and I got—I like said—I got my CNR. And I keep my records. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving them up. Well, Rick, I hope you win, and I'll see you on the news because I think the government is stacked up against you. That's just how I view it. Because you said you did things legally, that doesn't innocence under this kind of neo-Marxist political platform is irrelevant. You see it in other aspects of our life. Let me—I mean—I mean. I mean, I mean Pick a topic. Uh, If you're not a racist, are you viewed now as not a racist or are you immediately indicted as a racist if you're if you're not a minority? Right now, under this under this particular climate of government, I know it's the unity government. I feel very united. I can't speak for you guys. But if you're not a minority, well, then you're a racist, right? I mean, that's what they're teaching kids. This is what they're telling government agencies. Forget about the individual. See, that's how the, the governments can move. To sweep and crush the individual is by eliminating the individual. And it's it's worked in these communities that they've already destroyed. I mean, if if, if if I can't imagine what it would be like to have the government tell me I could not compete with another person or I was not as good as another person. So I need extra points on a test. I need a government bureaucracy to steer me into a job. That's how you have no dignity. The government, in essence, in America is looking at minorities and they're saying you do not have dignity as an individual. We're going to help you get it. Well, how are you going to help me get it? We're going to take it away from these guys. And apparently what the electoral uh, system wants me to believe is that 81 million people say, "Okay." So this idea of our rights, this idea that I'm speaking of, where I'm innocent until proven guilty, where I have certain unalienable things that can never be taken away from me for the excuse of another. This is as old-fashioned as a, as, as a Kahluan cream. I don't drink anymore, but when I did, that used to be a drink. It's old-fashioned as straw hats and a Ferris wheel. What I'm talking about is black and white with the rotating movies and no sound comes out. This is Charlie Chaplin old-fashioned, the idea of America. I'm in the new United Soviet States of America where I'm just a slave to government, they'll tell me what I can do and what I can't do. And apparently, through what the, the neo-Marxists calling themselves Democrats, the mobocracy is the goal, right? That's what they want. And, and sadly, sadly, it's winning. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how are you doing, Sean? Very good. I love the 5 o'clock hour for you. Oh, thank you, buddy. Um, the problem I have right now is now you have this system of
2: uh, he said, she said, or wh- whatever. You know, if Somebody can say, uh,
3: just basically make up a story and have you uh, completely back on your heels and have your guns taken away from you with no recourse. I think that's maybe where you will go with the Fourth Amendment thing. This, see, at this point, you've got to really look at, at some lessons of history, and you have to make a decision. You can't go back on your heels. We've already given in way too much. We've given in way too much. And giving up the Constitution. Back on our heels has been the position of the Americans since September 11th. Back on our heels, right? It's always for our own good. Well, of course you can't honor my privacy. Of course you need absolute and total control to surveil innocent people. Because you got to get the bad guys. So take away my rights by all means. See, here's the other part that bothers me with this. And thank you for the call, Greg. This isn't something that that has happened because we were unaware. This is something we gave away. We bought the sales pitch of fascism. Fascism is on the right and it's on the left. Fascism, it's a system where the government doesn't convince you. It doesn't persuade you through knowledge and information. And above all, it doesn't give you the choice to make your own decision. It guarantees that it'll take you away. It'll just have a real good excuse. And that's the reality of 2021 in America. And, and, you know, I I played Trudeau. Let's play the beginning again. Today, we are closing the market for military grade assault weapons in Canada. We are banning 1500 models and variants of the. Now, that should offend you. But does this offend you?
0: I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps That will save the
3: lives in the future. No, but you're supposed to. You're just the president, which in our structure of government is a rubber stamp. You stamp the laws that are made in two different places, and they're okay, and then you stamp them. What do you mean you don't have to wait a minute? Where's the lawyers? Where's the Republican Party? You know where they are? They're in the Supreme Court right now arguing against the Fourth Amendment. That's where they are. So who's on our side? Talk radio. And you. That's who's on our side. We don't have a side. Susan, West Chicago.
2: Hi, Sean. I love you. Thank you. Um, if you think about it, the Foyd card. Every all these nice, honest people go get the Foyd card. They can't wait. Oh, I got my Foyd card. That just tells them where to go get the guns. That's the address where we live with the
3: guns. Yeah, you're turning yourself in. Yeah, listen, you yeah, know, it, you're it, turning it, yourself in. I, I remember. I'm not kidding you. I remember when this all came out and everybody in the neighborhood. Okay, we're going to go get the Foyd. I had the gun before. You think I'm going to wait for this? It's my right. I don't need the government to say, okay. It's like a marriage license. I need a marriage license. Why? So the government says, okay, I can marry the girl. I'll be with the girl when I want to be with the girl. I'll protect myself. I'll, I'll exhibit my rights without the okay of the government. And if the government should get moody and take it away, fine. You want my address? I give you a wrong address. See, because that, what's going to happen is when we can't trust our government, we have to fear our government. We will figure it out. The only thing this is ever going to do is take honest people and make them feel and act like criminals. And that's what's going to happen. This won't work. It's too late in the game. But what it will do is criminalize us and it will make us susceptible to imprisonment. And Susan, you mark my words. That's the goal. This administration, the Democrats in general, like all fascists, are very comfortable having innocent people in prison. It's the loyal people they want out. It's not about right and wrong anymore. It's about loyal to the tyranny and in the mafia versus disloyal and resisting of the mafia. That's how you know we are, in fact, becoming a Soviet United States of America, the U.S.S.A. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. (laughs) I like it feel a little younger every time I hear it. Sean Thompson, Sean, I want to thank you for listening. So when I do a story, I like to do it a little different because I kind of view it the way I would view a prospectus, right? The one thing about government that you always have to remember, nothing is what it seems it is. It always has another mission, another grab, another spend, another payoff. I mean, that's what it is. So before we go into the border crisis, Talib Bill would give everyone... Two grand a month during the pandemic, including illegal immigrants. Gee, I wonder why they'd run here. Two grand a month, including illegal immigrants. Now, after they say the pandemic's over, and, and you know, when you absolutely are turned into a Cuban citizen, after that, then it's going to drop to a thousand a month. So, on top of all of the other free welfare and free government cheese. We're going to add a little kicker, a little walking around money. Now, so for those of us who have businesses, this two grand a month is really nothing more. I think that they should call it an Obama subsidy. This way, the Republicans could vote for the welfare, too, because they like their corporate welfare. This is much better than solving the problems. Just keep printing the money. Huh, dummies? Well, why not? And all they need is a good excuse. And if there isn't one organically, perhaps a a created crisis is what you can use to profit from. Now, my favorite is the border crisis. Right. Because even if you disagreed with some of the nuanced positions of Trump and his border fence and who was going to pay for the wall. Right. If you said, "Ah, I don't know if I buy all that. But, you know, the one thing's for sure. We did not have this problem before. Wasn't there, regardless of what they say. It's increased 300 percent in two and a half months. That's another thing. Thank the never Trumpers in every one of these stories that I cover. We know the Marxists are going to be supported by their welfare socialists and the rest of the corrupt mafia that's in on the steel. But this specific instance in American history, turn to a never Trumper, turn to a Kinzinger Republican, turn to a Keystone Libertarian and say, thank you. Thank you for this. Well, a border
4: town mayor is declaring a state of emergency due to the migrant surge and blaming the Biden administration for sending migrants to his town by bus. Gila Bend, Arizona, is located about halfway between Mexico and Phoenix and has fewer than 2000 residents. Mayor Chris Riggs joins me now. Welcome, Mayor. Thank you. So tell me exactly what's happening. They come into your town on bus and they drop them off
5: where? Well, Rachel, what they do is they they either bring them by bus, uh, by van, or even by their uh, uh, fill trucks, and they bring them to one of our community parks. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They bring them by bus,
3: they bring them by vans, they bring them by trucks, they bring them to the park, and then what? They open the door, go play. There's the swing set. How many of you saw this Tilt-A-World thing? You're going to love it. Go have a good time. This is the plan. This is the plan. Or, or. Is it the crisis that will lead to more and more and more Democrat control? I want to say government. Republicans are just waiting for their kick out. They don't really control much. And
5: we really don't have a lot of parks. But we have one centralized park where they bring them and they drop them off there and then they leave.
4: Do you know anything? Do they, does the federal government tell you anything about them, what their names are? Do they have a criminal history? Have they had COVID tests? Anything?
5: Uh, They'll tell us they haven't had a COVID test. Because they don't do, do that at the uh, uh, facility. But other than that, they're giving us nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we have asked repeatedly for documentation on who these people are, where they're from, if they do have a criminal history. Uh, they'll sometimes tell us, well, they don't check for in the United States. And that really is not what I'm concerned about. I'm more concerned about their country of origin.
3: So now they give them the test. But I wonder, do you think it's the rapid one? You know, the one that's got a real good history of being right. I mean, my father-in-law just had the vaccine, tested positive. Next day, tested negative. Which test was that? You think that these are real accurate tests? You know, in the pandemic, the same one that is used as an excuse why reporters can't go watch our government agencies load illegal aliens into vans and drive them upstream and drop them in a park. And this is the plan. You know, it's no wonder you, 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 when you really think about it, when I look at uh, the chaos that we call Chicago, it's really not as bad as it could be with this kind of management. Could be a lot, lot worse.
4: Right. It's, it, it, this is truly outrageous. Uh, has the federal government offered help? I mean, you're a town of 2000. How is this straining the resources in your town?
3: So it's a town of 2000. So they pick an obscure town. The last thing they thought it would do is get this kind of coverage, right? Because they control 90% of the propagandists. I mean, media. They think uh, they're, they're clearly trying to implode the town. How could you bring truckloads of people to a small town of 2000? And what did you think was going to happen? Just going to blend in. Everything will be fine. Fine
5: offered us no help and last night I literally had to declare a state of emergency I did it through my council so it was very obvious I wasn't trying to be political about it that this is beyond what we are capable of doing. Now here's the good news. Here's the good news Nooner Harris
3: also known as the vice president Biden today he was too tired he had to get it nappy time rice pudding so now he put her in charge Kamala Harris in charge of this entire issue. The crisis is no big deal. After all, it's going to have to work out. It's a woman. She can solve this problem. That's why she's in there. What do you want to see the administration do at the border? What would you like to see? Now, see, it's hard because that's a, I'm asking conservatives what you want to see. You want to see what was there before there was a problem. I get it. But what would you like to see maybe, maybe happen now? 312 642 but I want you to hear um, what Kamala is, how, how she views the border.
2: Democrats said, look, if you're going to change the Trump policy, the previous policy, at least have a game plan. And there doesn't appear right now to
3: be a game plan. Well, OK, look, it's a huge problem. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend it's not. It's a huge problem. And- is it me or does she sound like she's laughing? Well, I mean, when I hear her voice, it sounds like she's smirking, like there's a joke going on. Is this a joke? And are there, um, are we looking at overcrowding at the border, particular of these kids? Yes. Yes. Should these kids be in the custody of HHS, the Health and Human Services, instead of the Border Patrol? Yes. Well, then why, why are they being driven to a town and let loose in a park? You almost, it's almost surreal to watch the lies at the same time the reality is going on. So I want to know, what do you want to see? Me, personally? I want to see impeachment. That's what I want to see. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. I like a little bit of crazy. You know, I want people to understand. I believe what will save this country is the immigrant and the mindset of of a person who would flee a totalitarian socialist hellhole like South America. Don't, don't take my tone like I don't want people here, because you'd be wrong. I want them here. I, in particular, want the people who are running from the Hugo Chavez policies that our own Democrats are implementing. I want them here, because they know how much they suck, and they know it's no good for anybody. So bring them here, because that's how you save this country. Our fr- by people who are fleeing the Marxist failures that our Democrats are implementing. Okay? So understand my point of view. I want them here in a very orderly fashion and I want welfare reform at the same time because those are the people that will start the businesses. Those are the people that are optimistic and those are the people that respect the freedom our Democrat Party and their constituents corrupted and gave away. So let me be very clear. My favorite kind of person is is an immigrant of a former Marxist country who hates it. I love those people. So I have no problem with immigration. I just want it for the right reason. This is the wrong reason. I don't blame these people. 2000 a month. How do you think these people were living beforehand? 2000 a month. My kid goes to school for free. I guess they got health care now. And by the way, college, that's on me too. I don't blame them. How could you blame them? Blame the smarmy scoundrel that implemented these policies to implode it so they could money grab it. That's what's really going on here. Chris, downtown
2: hey Sean how are you
3: splendid how are you
2: great thanks for taking my call um, I met you Saturday night I was in Lake Geneva and I I really was looking forward to that event and um, you know you made a lot of great points that night I'm calling today I wanted to know why there isn't more attention being paid to the fact that this election was stolen and that we wouldn't be facing this rapid well, decline if we were paying more yeah.
3: For the same reason I don't talk about Henry Hill and Lufthansa, they got away with the crime. It's over with, right? It's over with. So how, what are you no, going to do? Mean, am I going to run around and say, uh, or am I going to try to fix the problem at no, hand?
2: Not you, not you, but oh. I mean, I don't think it's time to put, to put it under the carpet either. I oh, mean, there's the I military. Could... Aren't they supposed to protect us against oh, foreign Chris, and Oh, domestic... Chris, listen,
3: I'll tell you what, I, I understand the point, but if you think that I'm going to tell you that what we need is the military loose in this country, you've got the wrong fella. I love you. But that's not my shtick. If the people can't demand reform, if the people can't put leverage on on their corrupt uh, politicians, then guess what? The people are in on it. And what you you have to believe is that more than 50% of America wants this kind of thing. Right? That's what they want. If you look at Chicago, why is Chicago Democrat for 100 years? Why? They know, what are you going to tell me, that Lori Lightfoot in her man suit is the first bad mayor? They like the mafia. They don't care what figurehead is there. They're corrupted by it. They want the free cheese. They want it all. So I don't blame. Listen, at a certain point, you people want to live like this. Go ahead. I can move from Illinois to Florida. I did. I can go live in other places. When you do this to my country, then I can't go live anywhere else. Right. So we got to fight back because this is about the country. Now we come from the state and the example of why you cannot rely on the good naturedness of people. Because if you give them enough free cheese, they love it. David and Wheaton. Hey, Sean, uh, congratulations on your move. Thank you.
2: Uh, you're, you're moving up, and uh, I, I was all for you to get Russia's show, so uh, oh. <laughs> I hope you get that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I hope that's down the road. I've talked to you before at your store. I'm a retired uh, medical professional and a turned truck driver. That's what I used to do uh, yes, in college. Yes, yes, Yeah, and I have a unique insight because my grandparents came from Mexico, mm-hmm. and I work with these people in these warehouses these people, and I'm going to pick on Mexico because that's where my family's from. These people, Sean, from Mexico, the Mexicans that are here illegally, and I'm going to make a statement, and a bold statement. Oh, the boy. good people of Mexico are in Mexico or they are here legally in the United States. Yeah. These people that are coming here, the people that have come here legally, do not want them here from Mexico. They complain, like, I left Mexico to get away from these people.
3: David, I get, I get you, and, I, and, I, and you've called, and I, I, listen, to, to a certain extent I agree, but I never want to be in generalities like that. Because I don't know what my situation would be. You know how many of these people are terrorized in these border countries where they're taken over by drug dealers? You know, the thing that we don't ever talk about, how it is the flow of massive amounts of drugs. So to think that you, you're a good guy, you got two kids, and cartels are taking over your town. Would you wait here to come here illegally, or would you run for the border? I would. I say that I would. Because never forget where we are. We're supposed to be the place they want to come. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't discourage that. It's been corrupted and bastardized by politicians who understood if you pay them, they will be loyal slaves. Humanity isn't meant to be free. All around the world, they seek to be slaves in comfort. Our idea of freedom and individuality, it's risky. It's not for everybody. Problem is, we thought it would last here. We're giving this away. This is our political body's fault, not the immigrants. 312 642 When we get back, I am going to take as many calls as I can, because this is an important topic. This is a topic that affects us all. And... uh We'll take your call. Stay on the line if you're on the line. If not, we'll take them at some point later in the show. Because I'm also trying to get on a guy about government waste and abuse. It's always about the money. And that's what's coming up next.
5: We are trained Marxists.
3: Just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because so I'm too old and too jaded to pretend that uh, politicians represent the people. When I hear a politician's name, I not only look at his uh, clothing and the Escalade he pops out of and his... haircut, I think to myself, hmm, I wonder who contributed to this campaign. So there's been a a, a great source for that. That's Open Secrets. And then I like to see what happens after they do their magic and they create bills. And there's another great source for that, and that's Citizens Against Government Waste. Every year they release a congressional pig book. This has been something of mine I've watched for years and years and years. So I asked the lovely Misty Callahan to... uh, Get me the president on the phone. I want to talk about this year's because I got to imagine payouts really got to be splendid this year. So I got Thomas Schatz. He's the president's. He's the president. Excuse, excuse me of Citizens Against Government Waste. Thomas, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you very much.
3: So you know, debt to me, the debt clock, it's really never accurate when you factor in a year like we've had. I mean, soft math brings us to what about nine point two trillion before this next. Yesterday, I said it was $3 trillion. From what I hear today, it's closer to $4 trillion in, a, in an infrastructure bill. This money has a tendency to go back to districts. I mean, who, who's in charge of these bills and the money after it's allocated are politicians. Um, is, do you think you've seen the worst, or you think the worst is yet to come?
1: Oh, the worst is, well, the worst was in 2006, and there was $29 billion in earmarks in the appropriations bills. The year before that, there was $25 billion in the highway bill in earmarks, and that included the infamous Bridge to Nowhere. The combination of those two, um, like, sizable number of earmarks led to uh, the Republicans losing the majority in 2006, members of Congress, staff, and lobbyists going to jail, and eventually the Republicans winning back the majority in 2010, after which they placed a moratorium on earmarks. And just last week, the House and Senate Appropriations Committee chair, uh, which is Patrick Leahy in the Senate and Rosa DeLora in the House, agreed to restore to your marks in the appropriations bills. Unfortunately, House Republicans agreed to do that, which I thought was a huge mistake. And um, uh, they'll, they're at about 1%, $13 billion, but most of that will go to the members of the Appropriations Committees in the House and Senate. And that even doesn't even get to this four, 3 or $4 trillion infrastructure bill you mentioned, where the chair of the House Transportation Committee, Peter DeFazio of Oregon, said he wants to have as much as six percent. So, if you take six percent of four trillion, that's sixty-four. That's six times four. Yeah, 64, Sorry, twenty-four trillion dollars. It's a lot of money. Um, they're going to have more money on earmarks in this bill than any other, and again, it will go to those in power.
3: Thomas, what fries me is that we, the people, are taxed on our gas we're taxed on our sales tax we're taxed and we're taxed and we're taxed and that tax is supposed to be used for the excuse that they use as a crowbar against us every time they have an opportunity to bring home the bacon is there enough people in your organization to even monitor these kind of numbers and why isn't your organization kind of followed up by by I mean, I guess we're asking the, the people who benefit from the spending to watch themselves. What can we do?
1: Well, let's, I, there is strong opposition to earmarks. I think hopefully still the Senate Republicans may refuse. A number of House members said they will not ask for them. Uh, I think that uh, is going to keep growing, even though, as I said, Republicans did vote to take them. I think they have to distinguish themselves from the big spenders and the earmarkers and the, some call them ear in fact. Oh, <laughs> you know, Members like that. that take this money, uh, that take the money from other people and give themselves these huge projects in their districts. Uh, and, and one of the interesting things you mentioned earlier, you know, campaign contributions at the top of this segment. So it is uh, not going to be permitted to have a earmark that benefits a family member, but it will not be prohibited to give uh, a earmark that benefits the campaign donor. So a campaign donor comes in, gives a maximum amount, and says, I want you to build this bridge on my private island, and the congressman will say, okay, and that's perfectly legitimate. So we know people will end up going to jail. There'll be more transparency, which is good, and more social media, which is good, because the last time this happened, social media was not what it is today. So we'll know more about every single one of these, and everybody knows there's going to be corruption and uh, inequitable distribution of the money.
3: In your opinion, and, and I know it's an opinion piece, you're, you're, you're the president of this organization, which is a phenomenal organization. I support it wholeheartedly, and I hope that my listeners do as well. Um, have the American citizens, like you just said, we all know there's corruption. I'm from Chicago, brother. This is this is what we call an economy, right? So we all know we've got the Jane Byrne being done. It's, it's it's almost it's it's a punchline. It's gone on four times longer than they said. They spent more money than the English tu- uh, chan- uh, tunnel, for God's sakes, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Do you think that people have just all turned into Chicagoans where they just ah, what are you going to do about it? And they go about their own life. I saw I had some hopes with the Tea Party. I also saw those very politicians, like Illinois' own Adam Kinzinger, become a major part of the problem. Do you think that we have a chance anymore, or are the numbers just so great? Is the debt just so massive that there's nothing we can do at this point?
1: Well, I would never say that, because I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But uh, you know, there is something here called Potomac Fever. Once you come inside the Beltway, you get captured by Washington. A lot of members do not, uh, but the longer members are here, the more likely they are to you know become— Part of the system, the case free lobbyists and everything else that goes on inside the the beltway, as we call it. We call it a logic free zone as well, because where else would you spend $1.9 trillion and only 10% of it is related to the title of the bill, related to COVID relief? In a business, you couldn't get away with that. In Havana, you could. Question. Yeah. yeah. But But the point is, there is so much money being thrown out there, it will absolutely be wasted. That $350 billion for the state and local fiscal relief, quote unquote. Many states have surpluses. What are they going to do with that money? And the bill said the states can't use it to reduce taxes, which I think is unconstitutional. But think about that. They are forcing them to spend money on projects they don't need because they have a surplus.
3: But that money literally goes out and buys loyalty. This is the one perspective a Chicagoan can give you. There's a reason that the same mafia members that we call politicians hold office for 50 years because they have spread enough money, enough jobs to build an army of loyalists where it doesn't matter what they get caught doing. They will always get the vote. And my, you know, I, I knew that Illinois was a uh, sewer and you had to get out of it. My fear is that this kind of money, the sheer size of this money, will take this platform, this business plan, and export it to the entire nation. Do you think that there are still states where integrity matters and right and wrong exists?
1: Oh, absolutely. South Dakota, where uh, Governor Crispy known, Christy Nome said she didn't want the money from the government, some states might turn it back altogether because they don't want the, you know, the strings that are attached. You could take uh, Mississippi, um, Texas, certainly, uh, even though it's becoming kind of a more purple state. I have a lot of faith in the governor there and the lieutenant governor and many of the members of Congress. So uh, there are some Florida. Governor DeSantis has done a phenomenal job in that state. He kept it open. COVID was no worse than anywhere else in the country, and that economy is booming. So I I think that there are models that work that people need to see over the next few years and realize that what we – did in the uh, election in November and then the special election in January is to bring in a bunch of people who don't know anything about finances other than they love spending other people's money and they don't care about the result.
3: I am a fundamental American. I have a hard time saying Republican. It makes me feel like I need a shower. I specifically can't say Democrat because I know what that is. That is that fascistic neo-Marxism that uh, destroys countries and turns people into slaves. I believe the only restraints in this country are to be on politicians, not citizens. Yet K Street strives. I've got, a, I've got young, young kids. When they ask me what I should do, half of me wants to tell them, well, go to K Street. Any moron can become worth hundreds of millions of dollars by <laughs> buying politicians. How can it be we don't have legislation or an uproar that until K Street is shut down, Main Street cannot survive? I don't understand why there's such a major disconnect.
1: Well, yeah, I, I could argue a little differently on that. There are a lot of people that do promote positive you know, ways to get things done. I, I think the biggest issue here is that no one is focused on results and outcomes, again, like the private sector has to. If you don't make money in your company, you will go out of business. If you don't make money in Washington, you get reelected. So there is a real perverse incentive to simply spend more money because that's what gets you elected and of course the federal government doesn't have to balance their budget like state and local governments are supposed to do so there's a far less accountability I and mean, we just need to find more responsible legislators and put them back in charge so that they can make better decisions you know the trump administration while they spent more than i would have liked at least they reduced taxes and regulations and opened up huge opportunities for everyone to form their own business be successful feel good about themselves and we're going to unfortunately create at least hopefully in the, only the short term, a, a lot of people that are more dependent on the government, which in turn, as you know, gets them to vote to the people that continue to hand them money.
3: Yeah. And I, I, listen, I agree with you on Trump. I really do. I think he was spent ridiculous money. I think the, you know, a lot of his economics I disagree with. And I liked, I liked a lot of his policies. One thing I hated was he surrounded himself with lobbyists. Lobbyists, to me, need to be put in straitjackets legislatively and restrained. I know I'm, I, I'm on the I guess I'm on the right side of the aisle, but I also do not want unlimited bribery slash campaigns in government. I want the open and notorious to me, but I'm from a neighborhood that practices it. I want this bribery to stop being called contributions, and I want it to stop. I'm really fighting windmills, aren't I?
1: Well, yeah, the Constitution kind of gets in the way of that since campaign contributions are considered, you know, a form of free speech, not just under Citizens United, uh, which allowed corporations to support candidates, but just generally it has always been the case. So I think it's more a matter of having the um, elected officials with the integrity to do what's right for all of the people across the country. You know, former Speaker Tip O'Neill from Massachusetts said all politics are local. We know that. But – Everything now is cutting across all the states. Look at the kind of fight over you know, California, New York, losing um, population, going to states like Texas and Florida where the economic situation is far better and the climate is better. Uh, Tesla's leaving. You know, a huge list of companies that are leaving California. So there is a lot more of that going on. And hopefully those kinds of policies come up to the top and up to Washington so that they really will act more like a kind of successful operation that allows people to make their own decisions rather than handing them money to words, you know, better to sit on the couch uh, than to go get a job.
3: I agree with you, and I see that, and I recognize that. You know, it's the Californians that, that saved Ted Cruz in Texas. It was the new people that moved there that saved them. Here's my concern: over time, like I said, I'm from Chicago. How long before their wives and their housekeepers and their self-loathing, trust fund baby children who hate their daddy start voting for Democrat? And now we have no more red states.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't I have more faith than that. All right, uh, I I don't think. And I, listen, I live in one of the bluest places in the country uh in you know, Washington DC where I think one point four three percent of the people voted for Donald Trump. So yeah, but but interestingly, this is not run like a lot of other states. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like New York and California. We're not taxed to death and regulated to death. Um and so you know, some of these things can work, but it it takes people to make sure that uh they're getting what they need from the government, which is a lot less than the government is handing them right now.
3: Thomas Schatz, president of Citizens Against Government Waste, I want to thank you personally for for joining me, and I and I hope you do again in the future. Have you released the the pig book coming out, or is it coming out next month?
1: The twenty twenty one congressional pig book will be released on April fifteenth. We have some members of Congress who are joining us. Uh, you can uh, watch it online and uh, get on at cagw.org. dot org and see when it comes out. And also, by the way, today we just released what's called critical waste issues from the 117th Congress, the 17 policy areas we think are high priorities, So feel free to look at those
3: as well. I hope my audience goes right to it. I want to thank you again, Thomas. Thank you so much. I hope you'll join me again. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. We'll be back with your calls after this. (laughs) 312-642-5600. Love it. So one thing I uh, recognized a long time ago, pickpockets never cut their own hands off. What a great position it would be in to act like a facade, a Potemkin fight against corruption, the whole time opening up yourself for more campaign contributions. That's unfortunately how I see it, is am I jaded or do a lot of PACs come out to take money from old people with good intentions so they can live it up at strip joints? That's how I view it. That's the reality of it. Republicans are raking it in, pretending to put up a fight against it. Yet, were they against lifting the restrictions on pork barrel? Money back home? No. They wanted. They wanted the earmarks. They couldn't wait to get rid of it. They put it on only after we apparently were smarter in '06 and saw the corruption for what it was. Now Republicans are doing the same thing. I know because I hear a lot of them that are opening new packs. All we need is your money. Fight back Biden and the neo-Marxist Democrats. How are you going to fight them back? We're going to raise as much money as they do. And we're going to spend it. On what? On each other. Oh, huh, that seems working. It's a perfect scam. It's the perfect scam. So I'm sorry. I think the restrictions in this country should be on politicians and specifically on the money on politicians. Otherwise, just get used to the politicians who are politicians and nothing more like Joe Biden. 47 years of political whore, and that's all he's ever done. Never worked among the people. Everybody in the cabinet never worked among the people. Adam Kinzinger, right, what is he, a Tea Party guy, never ever worked among the people. He was a child, a child who knew nothing, who did nothing, who went to Washington and became what? A political whore. And that's it. So you want to stop that? Stop the money. That's how you stop the prostitution. That's just my view on it. Peter, my old neighborhood, Peter in uh, Park. Thanks
1: for cl- taking my call, Sean. You just said it out of the head. I was just going to say that. They're all prostitutes, you know that. That's
3: exactly right. And I wanted to stop. But I was reading on the screen, you said the people voted for it.
1: Yeah, they it, voted for They want it. My Peter, cousin, they want What happened? Yeah. They want this, Sean.
3: Peter, There's, it doesn't matter because it, it, it shouldn't matter. Let me Let me say this. It shouldn't matter because we're supposed to be a republic. Fifty one percent can't vote away the rights of the forty nine percent. Ideally. Now, Peter, you and I know it happens in these in these outfit spots in Chicago. It happens, but it's not supposed to. It's one thing to watch a a county and a city go down the drain and a state. It's another to watch your country. So I appreciate it, Peter. I say we draw the line in the sand and you draw the line in the sand. By not allowing the bribery to thrive. Otherwise, it's going to be the biggest with the most money, gets the bailout, you know, like those banks in Wall Street. Remember when we had all the banks that didn't do anything wrong? What happened to those banks? They were engulfed by the banks who did everything wrong. I just want one time the perpetrator to pay the cost. And the innocent man who believes in the American principles and capitalism and freedom and liberty... To do what is supposed to, or to have happen what is supposed to happen, and him be beyond reproach. Instead, it's always the excuse of the corrupt. They're engulfing the non-corrupt. And where are you going to go? We're the last place, the last hope. And we're giving it away. I find it nauseating. Linda, Payless Heights.
2: Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Listen, Sean, you know, you keep on saying that, you know, the people of Chicago keep voting in the corrupt politicians, mm-hmm. and that that would have to mean that you believe that actually the vote is 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 true in in Illinois, which you know we don't have a, a breath hope oh, ninety yeah. I- nine point nine percent of the people could vote conservative and the democrats would still win here's the way, so, here's
3: what i think republicans should do in this whole debate you could tie two things together the, the, the democrats want you to go through all these hoops to buy ammunition and hold guns legally if the republicans really wanted reform what they would do is say that a voter card needed the same restraints and say okay we'll do everything you want with the background checks and the yada yada, yada. we will fill out the paperwork we'll pay the license tie that same thing to a voter id card Okay, so the only way you could vote is if you pass the rigorous test to own a gun and present yourself as an American citizen with all of the unalienable rights that we're supposed to have. And by the way, that Second Amendment thing, too. But the Republicans don't want to do that. You know why? Sometimes in politics, second place pays better. And that's all you're going to tell me, Republicans, like all the Republicans you saw that openly or, or gave an innuendo of supporting Joe Biden did that accidentally or out of principle, you think they supported Joe Biden out of principle? They wanted to get their machine back because they had a guy in there who said, whether you like him or not, he was not part of that machine aside from buying it. You know, like when he had to come to Chicago and buy Ed Burke with the, with the green Rolex on, huh? Rush Street with the Viagra in his pocket, scumbag that he is. And you buy him and you get your tower and you get your this. So he knew where all the bodies were buried. They didn't like having him in there, Linda. They couldn't afford it. I just wish he would have done a better job breaking it before he left it. I just don't think he knew he was going to leave. Bruce, Indiana, we got about 30 seconds, kid. Bruce? Yeah, this is Bruce. How you doing? Wonderful, kid. Okay. I'm a marine veteran retard. You want to talk about the border? Let make get straight to the point.
2: This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set sort up of my fund, protect the border, uh-huh. bring people
3: down there, try to pay them as much as I can. I can't take my life savings to try to help defend the border. Bruce. Send armed people down there to protect my They country. got it. They got it all, Bruce. I love you, man, and I uh-huh. love the. I love you, and I love the intention, but that, that exists. What you want to no, do... No, it doesn't exist. They're still coming across the border. I, I would have helicopters flying back. <laughs> Brother. Like,
2: these hotels are dropping over these parks. I would pick them up with, with the people we have. The I'd call it the A-Team. Back into the border. Oh, look at it. I know, Bruce, you.
3: I love huh? you. I, I got to go to a commercial break. I love you, but you should be pitching that to Fox because that's a movie series. That's a show, a weekly show. It's already existing, and the problem is we're luring people here with free cheese. You can't stop that unless you stop the cheese. We'll be back after this. Oh, buddy, I was big when this was out. Kid me? Polyester. Nobody wore it better. You just saw me in that stuff. Phenomenal. All right, my favorite Indiana is out again, and she's got a new idea. Elizabeth Warren, remember she had the one cent? She was going to tax you one cent. If you had over $50 million, It's going to be one cent. That's two cents now. At least she's saying two cents. But what she really means, what the rest of the Democrats are proposing. See, they, they, they put this Chuck Conner lookalike as, as the salesman for the tax because after all she's wonderful. People don't care that she was a lawyer that used her leverage to be bought off by credit card companies, and then she's the one that okayed them to charge you in excess of thirty six percent. That was Elizabeth Warren. But back then she was paid to do that. She was just a measly senator. Now she's still just a senator with a lot a lot of power. So Elizabeth Warren, her her new most recent, would charge two percent above fifty million and wealth above one billion, a rate of three percent. See, because in this country, the greedy man is the guy that wants to keep the money he makes. And this government, you know, the one with the land of the free and the home of the brave, it guarantees to extort you should you have the audacity to be good at something like making money. You will comply and you will capitulate. But this is now no longer a republic. It is a mobocracy. And they want us to believe that 51% of the country voted for it. So the 49%, you're the suckers and you're the pigeons and you will be stripped of your money. There's no question about it. And Team Biden and the neo-Marxists guarantee it. Well,
6: it seems at this point that President Biden and some more moderate Democrats are going to go for some proposals we've seen from the far left, such as Senator Elizabeth Warren's tax hike on the wealthy. But we are looking at a couple of things that the Biden administration pitched while he was still on the campaign trail. That's a raising of the corporate tax rate, perhaps a raising of the income <clears throat> rate for those who earn more than $400,000. But look, negotiating are still pretty early at this point, and I think there's going to be a lot that's still in the air for exactly what this tax package could look like.
3: So if you're allowed to put limitations on your citizens, if the, the rest of the citizens okay you to extort people who make money, then I guess those citizens that get some of the cheese, some of the benefit of the cheese, they don't mind that what you're doing is exactly what happens in these Socialist third world banana republics where the only way you can really operate. See, the reason the politicians like Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden want you to think this is in place to give you some sort of equality. The only reason it's really in place is to make sure that if you're going to make money in this country, you're going to bribe these son of a guns. See, the whole show ties together, brother. The whole show. This is about using and misusing authoritarian power so that if citizens want to operate in your country, they got to buy the license from you they got to bribe you and so this is why you, you you have all these economic problems that the government created the economic situation of this country is, is in the status that the very government created the shutdown the seizing of our businesses the house arrest government did that not the flu so they wanted to do that because it would create this this chaos where they had to kick out the money only to their friends, of course. That's why they have a bill called the COVID Rescue Plan. And 10% of the $1.9 billion actually goes to the COVID stuff. The rest is to grease the palms. It's the greatest thing to ever happen to the American government and the world tyrants around the world was COVID. The greatest thing, bar none. You locked up every citizen and you turned them into a third world Soviet overnight with better clothes. And that's what we're really facing here. And that's how an 80 year old political whore who has nothing but 50 years of corruption as a past and rich relatives gets in the White House and now is in control of shaking down companies that wanted to be free.
6: Well, one of the big things going back, we did hear a lot about that corporate tax rate while Biden was on the campaign trail. Look, he's mostly looking to do two things here. Number one, he wants to make sure that he is paying, at least in part, for this upcoming infrastructure package. So, question. Listen,
3: we're talking about $10 trillion, soft math. $10 trillion. The new bill after the $1.9 is $4 trillion. You could take all the money. Take it all. It doesn't equal that. Did you know that? This government debt, our government debt, the the debt we talk about, they say it's twenty eight trillion, it's really thirty eight when you factor in just the recent spending, and when you factor in unfunded obligations to what we've committed, you're over two hundred trillion. Take it all in the world. And you may have to go after Bitcoin. We don't have enough. We're broke. It's a scam. It's a lie. This isn't about taxation to cover debt. That it's you can't do it. You can't do it. This is about using a crisis to take your liberty your freedom, and your future.
6: And how big is that package going to be? We've heard that it's supposed to be bigger than the $1.9 trillion, but we haven't really nailed down a price on it yet. The other thing that Democrats are aiming to do is to address what they see as some inequality within the tax bracket. So we're going inequality to be seeing mostly tax taxes bracket. on wealthier Americans, larger corporations.
3: See, here's the thing. There are no corporations. I'm one of the few guys that's not on uh, uh, communist radio that's going to tell you right now, Now, there is no such thing as a corporation. It is a vestibule of litigation and protection against so you can run businesses. Corporations are made up of people. Those people pay taxes. End of story. You're taxing them twice. So now what do you do? You have a company like GE. They pay no taxes. Why? And the the liberals go crazy. Ah. No, no, no. Because they don't have any income. They distribute it to their holders. Their holders all pay taxes. And in most cases, those people, the ones that you're supposed to hate, the rich people, they pay all the taxes out there. I hate to break it to you. But there's 80% of us that don't pay taxes. 20% do. The other rest of the taxes, they make you feel good about it. Did you know? I bet you didn't. The taxes that are taken out of your check was only supposed to be a temporary thing after World War II. Milton Friedman actually helped work on it. It was the greatest regret he had until he died. That idea that we uh, are, are, are forever servants to the to the government and if we make money they take it immediately out of our paycheck that wasn't supposed to exist you were supposed to have to go through your taxes at the end of the year like business people doing entrepreneurs and you were going to have to say well i worked 80 hours a week i worked 40 hours a week okay here's what i made now what's the percentage i got to be extorted and give to the feds and you were supposed to write that checkout and let me tell you something as somebody who 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 started with nothing and i've had really good years i've had really bad years it's nothing worse than having a bad year after you paid the taxes that was in your savings that you were supposed to live on, and then you have a garbage year. But if you own a business and you generate some incentive income, guess what you are? You're an evil rich guy. Now, sure, you paid for your kids, you paid for the house, you paid for your food, and you don't have one of these phony baloney pensions, you know the kind, where those midget mafia guys like Madigan tell you to vote for them, and then you get this pension that you sat on your derriere waiting for for 30 years. You don't have any of that when you're not in the mob. You just make the world go round. You're the guy that pays the taxes. Those are the bad guys. And in Biden's America, those guys are limited. I guarantee you this. They will not make over 400000 a year without being strongly extorted. Unless they pay me. Then they have tax shelters. Then you've got to call Pritzker's accountant. Anybody else read the Panama Papers or just me? See, you can be a billionaire and not pay taxes, too. You've got to have the right accountant. Real good system. Real system of honesty. Land of the free. Home of the brave. Yeah, Land of the enslaved, home of the corrupt. Because if you're comfortable with this government, you're corrupt. 312-642-5600. You're
5: going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van
3: down by the river. You know, maybe it's not all bad. Illinois governor signs off on a law that caps consumer loan rates at 36%. Yes, here he is, the pumpkin on a beanbag we call a Governor Pritzker. He signed a law to help consumers. But here's something I really didn't know, nor would I know. It turns out that payday loans in Illinois, a payday loan, you know, the ones in the the Democrat hubs of Utopia, those payday loan stores, 297% they were charging on the payday loans. Well, hey, if you had one of those auto title loans, that's not too bad. They averaged around $179. Now, what I'd like to see, you know, if we had an investigative reporter, I don't mean, you know, I, I'm not casting any ill will on, on Chuck Gowdy. He's got the hips of an Amish moment. But aside from that, I'm not going after him. But if we had an investigative reporter, maybe we could find out how many Democrat politicians have financial investments in both payday loans and the auto loan business. Wouldn't that be a kicker? If the aldermen and all of these utopian Democrat hubs we call ghettos, where these stores open and thrive, wouldn't it be a kicker if the very representative and politician that oversaw these neighborhoods was an investor in the business that was making on 300 percent on the people who were so desperate due to their policies that they would go to these scumbags? I think it would be something. If only we had an investigative reporter, maybe we can get Chuck Gowdy out of Gene and Jude's where he could stop stuffing the hot dogs down his kisker to do a little—did uh, I say Pritzker? I think I did. Down his Pritzker to do a little investigative reporting. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, really appreciate you taking my call. Thank you, man. I'll tell you what—you're
2: talking about all this stuff in the meeting. I think it's a waste of time. For this reason, I got a question for you. I think we're gut shot, and it's because of the pillars of our society, the free America. They took away our uh,
3: free and fair election. They take away our freedom of speech with these uh, big techs I and mean, debt. They took and destroyed all our businesses and taken away, like, the ability for, uh, you know, like, the middle class to take in the, the uh, entrepreneurs and make money and make that. And they're going after our guns. They got it all, man. They're doing it all. And so right before our eyes, and it's moving Thank faster you. than. Craig, you're right. And not only are they taking the pillars down, they're beating us over the head. This is an interesting call. Sam on the northwest side. Hey, uh, Sean, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Okay, oh. this is what I have to say about all the people with payday loans. Mm-hmm. And you know I've not
2: needed one, but um, if I needed to stay in my house, or I needed to make the car payment or whatever, mm-hmm. and the alternative is to go to your pals and say, "Hey, can you borrow me five hundred dollars?" and they all say, "No, no, I don't borrow money to my friends." Is any of the are any of those rates really that?
3: Sam 300% and what they want is it's compounded like when you used to go to Big Jilly it's the VIG it compounds weekly did you know that I mean, they put these in these neighborhoods because the people are so desperate that they do just that. Here's an idea. People think I'm, you know, I'm an anarchist. I'm anti-government. Here's an idea. How about a government agency that loaned money to the very people that were placed in the ghettos by their very policies? Wouldn't that be better? What if you could go to your government and you had a job and you said, I needed money. After all, you're taking a third out of my check. How about you float me a little? And the government was able to, to, to give you this debt, this loan. You know, like they give the banks that implode our financial systems for very low percentages. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's take the bank bailout system that we gave to the corrupt scumbags who, who made the world underwrite their bad policies and give it individually to the people. I'm for that, Sam. See, I'm not an anarchist. I just want smart government. Unless I'll find it on Mars. I got to talk to that Elon Musk. Musk. Goodbye and good riddance. She don't believe in shooting stars,
2: but she believe in shoes.